Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. You know, I woke up this morning, Adam, and thank you. Thank you. At least I wasn't dead. Um, I woke up this morning, Aiden, and I looked at my Facebook and I got those old Facebook memories. And apparently there was a little story from about two years ago, the 9th of May. 2020 and apparently as of recording this episode we're two years old tsm is bloody two years old today absolute madness go us bring out out the cake and that gone quick it only feels like last week we started but boy have we come far in terms of recording podcast episodes if you think you sound cringy now now, listen to the first ever episode (laughs) it's a shocker That is, uh, that is true. That did take uh, many hours to actually uh, to actually yeah, record, yeah. which about, which about wasn't four that hours to record a twenty minute episode. But you live and learn, and you realise, yeah, you just go with it. Um, but anyway, uh, if you are new into our world and this is the first time of you watching, listening, uh, tuning in to our podcast, wherever you're tuning in from, uh, we basically help magicians grow their businesses. We are a business podcast for magicians and entertainers called the Successful Mentalist. My name's Ashley Green, and I'm joined by. The wonderful co-host sat in his conservatory. That is, is Aiden O'Sullivan. Whoop, whoop. You see, we have uh, we've not only have we come a long way since we started the podcast, but we're both recording downstairs now, which I don't think we've Mix I don't think up. we've ever managed to Mix to up. do that. I think this is a first for the podcast. But anyway, today we are talking about gig listing sites. Um, there's some pros, there's some cons. We personally don't really like them, and we don't think you should be using them if you are serious about growing your entertainment business. But in this episode, we're going to kind of unpack that and talk about uh, why, the, look at those pros and cons. But first, before we do, I think it's really important to get a definition in place of what we mean by gig listing sites, because for some people, they might interpret that as, oh, I shouldn't have my own website uh, because that's where I list my gigs or, or whatever it is. Uh, we're specifically talking about those kind of paper credits. You get to apply for the gigs, like the the, uh, the gig salad, the bark, the add to, add event, to event, those kind of sites where you basically apply for a lead um yeah it's kind of a weird you get to make your profile you upload some photos you write your business name a little bio about what you do and there's tons of other entertainers whether that be balloon modelers magicians uh, sometimes you get all types of businesses um from djs to singers and in if you're on those more kind of general sites even to welders and gardeners but it's a little bio a few photos and a description of what you do and then essentially the 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 idea is someone who's looking for a service or someone that's looking for entertainment will go onto these websites will be able to search make a general inquiry it sends out a notification who everyone's interested or they'll be able to flick through certain bios and inquire to a few specific people and i guess the kind of appeal there is well if i'm on these sites when people go to them i'll have more leads coming in i'll have more people coming into 
uh, my world and surely I'll get more gigs. And I know myself and Aiden, we've been on those sites in the past. Um, we're not anymore for reasons we'll unpack in this episode. But I think it'll be a really just good idea if we unpack our own thoughts, our own philosophies here and give you guys a good understanding because at the end of the day, there's pros and cons to these sites. We're not going to just make this episode like... This is hell! Don't use it! Report them! Delete them! You don't need it! And if you are on that, shame on you. We're going to unpack it so you can make your best informed decision to do what you want with your entertainment business. Yeah, I mean, I think it was first worth selling you on the idea of these sites. I mean, these sites are great. Um, they're particularly great if you're sort of fairly new into your entertainment business you first sort of you're getting started you're doing your first bunch of gigs you're trying to find your feet in the whole industry um because these sites they're they're quick or there's a load of leads basically sat there waiting and if you're happy to put some money into your entertainment business to pay for to pay for those leads not gigs the actual leads themselves if you're happy to pay for them then it can be quite a quick way of getting a couple of gigs in um, at a cost and and that again that's great we think it's really really great if you're earlier in your entertainment business just getting started because it gives you that sort of jump start that you need to actually start getting your first few gigs so you can work out what's going on from there yeah and it's also a nice little way as well like if you're actually just want to get used to dealing with inquiries because a lot of people that come through these sites they tend to be uh, cold traffic and what do we mean by that it's the type of people who have never seen you before never spoken to you before this is the first time they're jumping uh, I was going to say jumping on you but crikey I don't think you're offering those services <laughs> this is the first time that they're really just discovering and inquiring to you so that they have no idea who you are so this cold leads this cold traffic and and what this means is it's a really good way of just kind of like building up essentially your sales skills cutting your teeth on sales you're going to have to work hard to get these leads converting into gigs because you're fighting with someone who has never seen you before and as a byproduct if you are a magician first getting into the industry first wanting those few gigs and prepared to pay that money you're now also developing up sales skills and sales experience which we know is only going to pay dividends as you start to get more experience in this later on and also when you go full-time with this because you've now got a solid foundational skill set if you can convert these cold traffics and uh, and this cold these cold leads coming in on these sites when you're young well it's only going to pay dividends so much later on in your career when you start optimized for getting warm leads and building relationships yeah exactly it's a really it's a really interesting environment to play in and for the like the cold inquiries we like to to put that in the the sort of metaphor imagine that you was just out walking and um somebody who is visibly homeless comes up to you and asks for some change like you might just give it to them but you're a nice person I'd, I'd like to imagine you might just give it to them but if that same very same person walked up to you and asked you for like 500 pounds the chances of you hand, willingly handing over £500 to this homeless person is, is probably very minimal. And that's the kind of thing with cold traffic. You don't know who this person is. It's really very, very difficult to ask somebody for um, like, like that higher amount. So actually using these sites can be a really great way to work out how to, how to handle this situation. But again, it's not it's not all beautiful because these sites tend to, um, in our experience and everyone that we've spoken to that has used these sites, always say the same thing about, and 
by everyone we're talking about both uh, other entertainers and also our clients here and they've all said the same thing and it's just a complete race to the bottom mentality it's like whoever can go the cheapest the client's gonna go with just because they're trying to save money and i don't know i i find it's really weird you can kind of tell who the clients are like i don't want to like stereotype a client here but it's really clear to see what type of client they are based on how they inquire with you um for example if they drop you a message on facebook there's probably a high chance that they've either been following you for a little while and they enjoy what it is that you do if they uh drop you an email maybe they did a google search and your website came up first but if they go into these gig listing sites they're probably a bit of a last minute booker they're probably uh, panicking over what's going on and they're just after a bunch of quotes to try and save money and and work to a budget rather than inquiring with loads of magicians on their professional websites um but you can kind of tell what type of client comes from where and again it's up to you in your entertainment business to work out whether you want to you want to work with those types of clients i know that for us like we we don't <laughs> we simply don't so we pulled back deleted our accounts on those um platforms and, and just moved on to onto our own thing but it really is that race to the bottom which can be quite damaging not just short term because it means that you're doing loads and loads of gigs for not a lot of money if you're going out there for like 100 200 250 quid a gig you're still very very low relative to what you can be charging um, but that's going to be even harder if you start increasing your fees you're going to lose a lot of the gigs that you'll get off of those sites just because that's the way they're built yeah like there's there's definitely pros as we've mentioned like we said if you're starting out it's fairly quick if you're prepared to put the money in to pay for these credits to actually get the leads not the gigs itself like you get to test your positioning with other people and like in this instance where someone's getting all the leads you get to test like whether you stand out on that you get to train up your sales skills but exactly that like you are effectively in a pit with a bunch of other magicians that look exactly the same as you and from the person that's inquiring they're putting a message out to four, five, six, seven, eight, ten other magicians. There, there's no kind of like they're not looking for one person. They're not buying into you. They're just buying into the idea of yes, I want a magician. I don't care who they are. I think they're all the same. They all look the same. Which, to be honest, all magicians' brandings and <laughs> write-ups and photos look exactly the same anyway. <laughs> That's another point for another. Honestly, time. I did just before this uh, yeah. episode. I did just Google uh, and scan through one of the sites, and everybody has the same kind of stuff and, oh, and that's it the, well, that's the magic thing. circle lecture how many of those bios unique unforgettable memorable yes all of them yes <laughs> but but this is the thing you look on these sites and if you as soon as you and it, it's a bit of a trap because you start you jump in on those sites because somewhere somehow someone told you that's a good idea so you do it you jump on those sites but then you don't know how to set up your profile or your bio it's probably one of the first times you've written a profile and a bio properly so you look at all the other magicians what they're writing the other mentalists or mind readers or entertainers and look at the stuff they're writing the images that they're putting up there and you basically create your own version of that low i don't, don't want to say low fee because that's not kind of the point but but when you take an average of of the other entertainers on this site you kind of drop yourself to this lower fee uh, in in your copy, in your images, and now you're just a clone of everybody else because that's all you you didn't know a, uh, you didn't know different, and nobody does because nobody teaches you how to optimize your profile for these sites because there's only so much you can do but for that before it just becomes null and void. Exactly, and like I I remember um, 
on this point, one of our clients, um, John actually had this uh, huge kind of mindset problem before he joined our world and joined our course because of this exact thing. Like people would inquire on these sites and anyone who's on there say it's a race to the bottom. You've got to be cheap if you want to get the gigs um, or you've got Not to always. be a flipping, Not, yeah. flipping great salesperson. <laughs> well, that's it. You've got to, you've got you've got to have be something that, <laughs> yeah. You've got to be able um, to really stand out un- unless you're... Yeah charging low like it's because everybody looks the same on their images their copy their like because everybody is blending in the only thing that's different is the number and when you pair that difference with the reason clients are using that site in the first place you literally meet you don't meet in the middle you meet at the bottom and it's just disruptive well that's one of the things he said to us he said i just didn't see how it was possible to charge higher. He was going out for, I think he said, $200, $250 per gig. And he was like saying, oh, I knew there was people charging a lot more, eight fifty, dollars 1000 But he was like, I just can't see how they would be able to get that. But it's because his entire lead gen source was literally just from these sites. So yeah, he was doing gigs. And like we said, yeah, it was a great way of getting the experience and practicing. But they're only ever going to be like, for the majority of the time, low paying gigs because you are... You are competing with all of these other people. And like you said, it's the number that's different. And if people are just looking for a magician and see everyone looks exactly the same, why would you not choose the cheapest, you know? And, I mean, and as a byproduct, it we just really affected kind of like what you actually thought he could charge. Even when he started to adopt new lead gen strategies, he was like that self-confidence was gone. It was like, I don't think I can charge more. And it took took a bit of time to get over that. Yeah, I mean, it's not an easy thing because it's impossible to realize that actually it's it's like a there's a reason they call these like limiting beliefs glass ceilings. Because if you look up through a glass ceiling, which is rather fitting because I'm in a conservatory right now. But if you look up, the whole point in a glass ceiling is that you can just see straight through it. And if it's clean glass, you don't know it's there. And and that's the whole point. It's It's when you use these sites, you get trained into a specific way of thinking around your business predominantly around your fees because that's the question on these sites that's the focus it, but you get stuck with this glass ceiling at the 250 mark for example and then it's really impossible for you to see that there's a way of lifting that ceiling a way of going higher a way of charging more and it again it is totally possible but for a lot of people that they i spoke to some entertainers uh, probably last year about this and they said they were one of the lowest up front which is amazing because they were getting good consistent gigs but in order to make all of their money they were working with like tons of upsells and they were upselling the client on flipping everything and for me personally like i really don't like that i mean having an upsell is cool like that's a really great reliable way providing it's a good upsell we're not going to talk about that now but providing it's a good upsell you can you can leverage that and actually earn an awful lot more from the gigs you're doing but in this case it was like oh i'm really i'm really cheap but there's loads of other things like 5 10 15 other upsells there which was just it just felt really weird and it felt like you again from my perspective if i was a client again we'd never know but if i was a client and i'd booked an entertainer and they were constantly pitching at me on, on the on the back end of things i personally would i wouldn't be too happy with that i wouldn't really feel yeah, it just feels like you're just money grabbing, trying to always claw extra money. I don't like it personally when I go to other services. Um, and I know like one of the biggest problems is the thing we've mentioned, the race to the bottom with these gig listing sites, but it's not the only problem. 
we had a look through this and we kind of broke it down and we was looking like what are the benefits what are the problems with these sites and, and there's actually a few more like and the the second biggest problem i would argue is the fact that every piece of traffic is as we've mentioned is cold inquiries it's cold leads like i've mentioned previously in this episode the people that are inquiring to you have never heard of you before, have never seen you perform, they don't know you, and as I mentioned at the beginning, yes, that's great for training up sales skills, how you can liaise with them over a message or a phone call and emails and that. It's great to be able to learn how to deal with cold traffic to try and convert them, but it is flipping hard. For me personally and Aiden and other people that we teach, you know, there's so many people out there. So we optimize our business for actually dealing with warm leads because it's so much easier to just flip and convert them because they already have some sort of relationship with you. So you don't have to take them from zero to 100 and warm them up through the process. They're like, they're there. They're much further along. When you've got people coming into your world that don't know you, have never met you before, it's very, very difficult to convert them, especially if you don't have a trained sales background, especially if you find sales conversations awkward, uncomfortable, especially if you find it hard to speak to people on the phone. That process of trying to warm someone up to buy is so flipping difficult. And you think every single person that comes through these gig listing sites are going to be complete strangers. You've got to work flipping hard to convert them. You've got to be good at sales. And it's a hard process. It's hard graft. Yeah, I think the, the thing about these sites is that when people, uh, where clients uh, look, look on these or start browsing these sites, they're sold on the idea of magic, but they're not sold on the idea of a magician. And there's a very, very big difference there because they're, they're interested in the concept of what it is that you do. And that's a bit where the, the performer doesn't matter because they just want some magic. Whereas people that are traditionally warm inquiries or inquiring directly to you, uh, they're, they're at some level sold on you, the opportunity of you being the right person. You've actually taken them a step beyond and educated them in some way, whether that's through your social content, whether that's through your website copy, whatever it might be, you've educated them in some way that they are, they're now sold on the idea of this magician, like an actual person, not just, not just, it's a very subtle difference, but people on those kind of sites, they tend to go for, for magic and don't really care about how it's delivered. The people that inquire directly, those warmer inquiries tend to care a little bit um, and have a bit more faith in how it's delivered rather than just, ah, oh, magic is cool. Let's do that. And it, yeah, it's just, a, it's a subtle nuance, but it's, it's one to really think about uh, in your marketing outside of these sites anyway. Like, what are you actually doing in the content that you're sharing? Are you educating people that magic is cool? Or are you educating people that you as a magician are cool? Because you should be doing that. I mean, there's a place for both, but that's the whole conversation. That's the big game of marketing, trying to work out what to be saying and pushing the right people towards the right message. So you're not trying to say to these people that have just clicked on your your Instagram profile, for example, you're not screaming at them to book you, but... You're taking them through that journey. And in order to be sold on a magician, they have to be sold on magic. But the problem is on these sites is that the, the finish line is put on the idea of magic. It's not, you don't get to take people any further forward. It's all of the information is here up front. They're just going to pick a number and roll with it, um, which which is a pain. And this kind of leads on to, to the big thing. It's, this is probably the biggest problem with these sites. And that's ultimately you don't really have a business if you're using these. Like if 
you're sat there relying on other people to effectively promote your services, that's tough because if these people switch around or these people change or these people, for whatever reason, stop promoting you, you're dead in the water. You've got nothing else going for you to actually go and, for example, just on lead gen, you don't have anything else going to get you on lead gen. That's why we talk to people about things like um, SEO and paid ads and all of that kind of stuff. Like, yes, that's a great strategy. But if all of your attention is going to SEO or all of your attention is going into your paid ads, all it takes is for, for example, Facebook or Google ads to shift their the way they do ads, which they do quite regularly, shift the, the process and all of your ads now flop. Your website, there's a glitch in your back-end tech of your website, and that causes your website to go down. Or you've lost all of your leads coming in through your website. And it's like the same with your social media. If your social media is the only thing that you're you're growing right now and you don't have anything else, all it takes is for, for the, the, the big Z, Mr. Zuck, to change the algorithm on Facebook a little bit, and then you're going to get plummeted. It, so it's really, really hard. But when you're predominantly working to these gig listing sites, you, you really don't have that level of ownership on your business that that you want. And you might think you do, and that's why these sites work so well. They lead you into that sense of, oh, if I just pay for this many credits, then I'll get this many gigs and make this much money. That's a cool business model. But ultimately, without that, you're gone. There's nothing, yeah. there's nothing there. This- this is why, like, me and Aiden all the time mention the fact of, like, you've got to have ownership over a business. And it's not just your magic business. This is, like, regardless of, say, if you quit magic today and you want to become a welder, <laughs> you want to become a welder or a gardener or whatever, it's the same thing. We're going to say the same thing. You've got to take ownership. It's why we make a big flipping stance all the time and say, like, the unconventional ideas, like, you don't need a website. Because if you are reliant on anything, ads, websites, and that, Say, for example, like I said, anything changes. I mean, weirder things have happened in 2020 and 2021 and 2022. Say, for example, the internet goes down and shifts. What are you going to do without your gig salad? What are you going to do without your ad to event? What are you going to do without your website, your Instagram or Facebook? How are you going to get money and how are you going to pay your mortgage and feed your family if you don't know how to generate leads organically? And I know there's people thinking, oh, that will never happen. How do you know? How do you know what the future will, be, will actually will actually become? Web 3.0 might take over. We might have some weird flipping metaverse shop front for our businesses and websites might become redundant. Like, I know this is going very conspiracy theory, which is not where I want it to flipping take my point. But I think it does prove a very good point. If you don't know how to generate leads organically and actually have consistent leads coming in, which are nice and easy to get, and you know what you need to do to get them, whether you're online or not. If you don't know how to go out there in the world and actually talk to some people and get some business, then there's a problem. If you know how to do that, fantastic. You have a business and you also have a reliable business, which you can move to wherever you want in the world. Anything could happen. The internet could shut off your gig listing sites could shut off and you'd be like you know what i don't mind i know i'm still going to have my gigs coming in i'm still going to make money i'm still going to be able to feed my family pay my mortgage go on holiday do all the nice things i want to do because you've got that ownership of your business we, we get a lot of hate and i'll be honest about that when we make this point but it's the truth and it's something which i will always stand by i don't care if there's a million people saying ah damn you you're wrong on this 
I genuinely will believe that for the rest of my life. You've, you need that ownership. You don't have a business if you're just relying on someone else. You don't have a business if you're just relying on Mark Zuckerberg or Bill Gates or whatever's the flipping Google, whatever. If you don't know how to make business yourself, then you're going to encounter a problem somewhere down the line. And, and this is a much bigger issue than just gig list insights, but gig list insights prove it perfectly. Because if they do vanish, then you're buggered. And then you're like, oh, all my leads have suddenly come to a stop. Yeah, well, this is that thing. It's like it's great for that person who's just getting started because at the end of the day, you're you're and this is kind of our unconventional philosophy that we share with anybody who's actually practically using these sites, like the day to day, the weekly of their business. They're doing stuff outside of it as well and getting leads and bookings outside of it, but they're still using these sites for some supplementary support. We like to tell them that the aim of those sites is to get yourself off those sites as quick as possible. The aim is to, if you're going to be on those sites, great, leverage the heck out of it and build those connections and actually build the client base that you need to so that you can move off of the sites. Like a really, really profitable month or a couple of months on those sites, great. Now's the time to delete your account, move on elsewhere and start using what you've actually built, the little empire that you're building for yourself. You focus on that, you're in a good position. You focus on somebody else's lawn, your grass isn't going to get cut. There was a really weird metaphor there. It made sense in my head, but didn't right now. Uh, now I've said it out loud. It's just been consistent it's, for the past two years with your metaphors. You might as well just come great, out one day and be like, yeah, it's like the pate. If you don't spread it with jam, you're, you're, you're mustard. What? so you might as well just say that mate (laughs) deep but yeah this is the thing it's like those those sites yes it can cost a lot to to, as we said earlier it could cost a lot to actually go ahead and get these leads because you're not paying for the gigs you're paying for the leads and some sites i know that even you you don't you have to pay more credits so you pay for a block of credits like say 50 credits whatever and say it's maybe three credits to get the email of the person and and another three credits to get the phone number of the person like it's very very cost draining and stuff and it's a bit like and then you've got your add-ons like if you want to be displayed at the top and display before anyone else yeah. and if you want extra. a special sticker that makes you look like the preferred supplier you can have that or oh, whatever it wasted time um but this is us being very pessimistic on this like there is great opportunity as we've already said but the ultimate aim here is just to get yourself off of these sites as quick as possible not just because it's a race to the bottom and you deserve to be paid more which in case nobody's ever told you you deserve to be paid more for what you do. Take that and increase your fees right now, please. Um, but here's the, here's the other thing. When you're on these sites, it's another platform that like, you have to keep yourself up to date with. If you get new headshots, you have to replace your profile pictures. If you change your bio, you have to update those. If you move location or change the area that you're fulfilling in like you have to change all of this stuff and if you update your website you have to update your website links and uh, there's so much there and for some people just having a like a google my business page and some social media accounts is hard enough having another platform absolute nightmare so if you are thinking about removing yourself from these platforms over time please make sure that you're contacting the actual team and telling them to delete your accounts once you're done, like remove you completely uh, so that people don't search your name. And in a couple of years time, they see a really old listing of you, which is, which yeah. has happened all the time. It, like we've both been there and it's been like the weirdest, yes, it has weirdest thing. So make sure you're actually nuclear bombing that account. And it also commits it to you mentally and like psychologically. It's that you're making the commitment 
to leave that platform. You're not going to just leave your account pending and then you can jump back. You're actually blowing it up, moving on so that you can focus on the other stuff that's going to grow your business. There's nothing worse than literally Googling Ashley Green magician, Ashley Green mind reader, and seeing some dweeby account from when I was 13 with the most horrendous copy, the most horrendous photos, and knowing deep down there's an account somewhere on the internet that I've forgotten about, and it's still going to be there. That is the worst feeling in the world, people. <laughs> and I hate that. All the time, I was just like, oh, it's going to be out there somewhere. But I think, you know, this episode is really like, we're not going to say this is a damn right no, you should ignore them. We're not going to say this is a damn right yes, you should use them. We wanted to use this episode as just to give you our honest opinions because we know at the end of the day, you guys use gig listing sites. We speak to a lot of you and I would say about 70-80% of you mention the fact that you're on gig listing sites. We wanted to share our opinions, our philosophies, our thoughts so you can make the best informed decision whether you carry on using them, whether you delete them or whether, as like we said, you use them as a springboard to the next step. If you are at the beginning of your career and you just want to get gigs quick, cheap and you have the money to actually pay because that's the important thing you've got the money to pay to get these leads and get the contact details then fantastic use it as a springboard to get to the next step and once you have a good few months delete your accounts like Aiden said get off that and start taking ownership over your business and if you don't have the money to pay for these leads if you're getting fed up that they're just too low don't even bother with them don't Put yourself out there and don't start doing gigs that you hate for fees that you hate. There's so many other ways of generating leads. Listen to some of our past episodes on authentic networking for connecting with your circle and connecting with the people out there that you know. And if you need any help with that, you can just ping us a message or probably just whack up a question in the Magicians Business Group on Facebook, our little community there. And uh, I'm sure the people over on Facebook and us will be able to give you some thoughts, ideas, and that help that you need. Exactly. If you're not already a member of our business group, head over to Facebook and just search for the Magicians Business Group. Uh, apply to join us. Just answer a couple of quick questions and we'll let you in. Simple as that. Uh, or if you're really technical, head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group. And then our wonderful website will somehow do some magic with the internet and plop you straight at the group genuinely i don't know how it works it's witchcraft it must be uh, but come and join us in there we're, we're sharing some good stuff in there every single week so it'd be great to see you there that's right i want to see you there i don't want to just know that you're listening to us in your ears i want to see your face in our group so get over now the magician's business group on facebook but we're not relying on it, by the way. We're not relying on that platform. We're, we, we've got other... We've got ownership over other, our but, business. But ownership, so. obviously. Join anyway, it. anyway, but we don't care. See, see, see you soon, guys. <laughs> see you soon. Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. 
It's called The Magician's Business Group, and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside, so to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group, and the magic of the internet will take you straight there, or just pull open Facebook and search for The Magician's Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. And we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum, and we'll send you all of the details.